Joe Hills from jackofallblades.com. I'm Art Frederick from jackofallblades.com, and you're listening to Web Comics Whenever. This is the podcast that updates whenever Web Comics Weekly does not. Uh, we got a few things we wanted to talk about this podcast. Uh, first one is Web Comics Weekend is coming up. It is in uh, late March up there in New England. Um, Art and I are going to be making our first major visit uh, to New England for comic purposes, and uh, we're pretty excited. There's going to be some di- big names there. Uh, Chris Straub, Brad Geiger, Dave Kellett, Scott Kurtz, uh, Chris Hastings. Just yeah, David McGuire, um, the guys from Cyanide and Happiness, whose names I've suddenly forgotten. In, in other listing news, we will now jump into all ten of the Ten Commandments. <laughs> uh, actually, no, we're heathens. We don't know them. Um, let's see. It's going to be a pretty big deal. There's already like 300 people RSVP'd on Facebook, and you know it's going to be absolutely nuts because everybody who's anybody pretty much in webcomics is going to be in one area. Um, we're both really excited. Uh, we looked at a whole bunch of different things like, you know, uh, should we bring buttons? Should we try and bring promotional materials about our comics? In the very least, I mean, I, what do you think about business cards, Art? Do you think that we should have cards that say artfrederickjackofallblades.com? Yeah, that doesn't seem like a bad idea at all. Yeah, we should probably do that now, actually. Um, but, yeah. Uh, so, I've got a, uh, you know, a little case of uh, do-it-yourselfer ones and a printer we could do that easily wait you actually have do-it-yourself business cards yeah do those work they're a card for business how could they not do they have like perforated edges or yeah just... and you just go but but then your business cards have perforated edges well then people will like to rub their fingers against them and we'll keep them hmm <laughs> okay uh, well, I, w- I was thinking we could go slightly more professional and print on the back of other people's business cards and just kind of X that their side out. Uh, mm. But hmm. <laughs> It's like, ah, I needed a lawyer. Ah, oh, it's X'd out. Crap. Well, I mean, if they want to, they could probably still read the numbers underneath. But <laughs> um, Yeah, so we were thinking some sort of business cards or calling cards or whatnot just to kind of let people know, like, hey, here's a reminder about our comic. You know, buttons with uh, the URL on the outer rim, but, like, cool pictures were something else we were throwing out. We talked about that in a recent podcast. Um, we're also... I'm, I'm looking at launching a new project, um, and I'm trying to figure out if there's a feasible way to print a whole bunch of kind of introductory, introductory first story arc comic books of this new project to kind of... Uh, give to people in a special, like, webcomics weekend exclusive. Um, it's one of those things. I'm not sure if there's going to be enough content from that first story arc to really justify printing a book. I worry that it'll come out looking like uh, just a couple pieces of paper stapled together, at which point you have the option of going really high quality with the printing uh, to differentiate it. But if you're giving it away for free still... I kind of feel like, in some ways, uh, a lot of people might just kind of look at it and go, uh, I don't know about that. It's free. I don't know if I want to read it. But I don't know. We don't have table space, so I can't sell anything either. Um, so that's just kind of a conundrum. I might just print off, like, five or six of these and give them to people that uh, were influences to me in the webcomics world, like, hey, Chris Straub, here's this awesome thing I made, or at least I think it's awesome, and I hope you think it's awesome. But even if you don't, 
you know, if you're reading it on the airplane and you're, and you're really disappointed in me and my work, I threw in a couple of Sudokus and crossword puzzles there, so you have something to do mm -hmm. instead of just, you know, stew with your anger. Uh, you know what you ought to do? Uh, since we don't have table space, you ought to just get a big old trench coat and then just walk around selling, like, uh, knockoff goods of other people's comics. Just like, hey, would you like a Star Slip Crisis Volume 1? And be like, I don't think Crisis is spelled with a K, but yeah, I would. How much? <laughs> no, what, I, what I really need is just an old truck to sell things out of. <laughs> just pull it up out front. And, uh, yeah. We got your Star Slip Crisis and buttered potatoes. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, you know, at the same time, though, Dr. Chris Hastings will be there, and he might just kick my ass, so very intimidating. Then he'll heal your ass, so I don't see the problem. Yeah, I guess it's one of those things that works both ways, much like the uh, medic in Team Fortress 2. Um, let's see. So, yeah, uh, we, we thought we'd talk a little bit this week about kind of kicking off new projects. Um, or when you started doing Jack of All Blades, you'd already been doing... Uh, the day it snowed for three years? Uh, almost two, I think. Okay, two years. Like, what What went into jumping from something that was kind of like a wacky daily, or not daily, but a wacky three times a week strip to doing something kind of more story-driven, but still wacky? Um, well, there was a storyline in the day it snowed that I kind of wanted to write for a long time, and, uh, it never really worked, so I... The story that Jack of All Blades is isn't that story at all. But that kind of got me thinking on uh, other different stories. Like, originally Jack of All Blades was supposed to take place in a uh, fictional MMORPG that I had in my head. And I went on and I wrote a lot of that. And I quickly ran into problems with uh, uh, the world. Like, uh, because it was all made up and uh, conformed to arbitrary rules... I spent way too much time explaining the rules of this universe instead of, you know, doing things in it. Now that's something that Burlow doesn't have to worry about, or anybody who makes, like, a World of Warcraft comic, because everyone who reads the comic already knows the arbitrary rules. Yeah. So you can cut right to the humor. Yeah, and uh, that was just kind of problematic, too, because, like, in uh, part of it, too, uh, the MMORPG that I had in my head, to make situations more tense, it had to involve permadeath. Well... No one is used to that in MMORPG, and so it became real tricky to convey that, uh, oh, these people could die and lose their characters, and that would be bad. Would they actually, like, just to, yeah, because that is a really weird concept for a video game comic, like, would they actually get perma-banned if they died, too? Like, or would they be able to rejoin with a new weakling character? Um, it would be one of those things where, uh, like, uh, uh, it's been a long time since I thought about this, but I think the idea in my head was that, uh, like, uh, there'd just be hundreds and hundreds of servers or whatever, and if you died on one of them, you're banned from that server. So if you wanted to play again, you could go to a new one, but that was pretty much it for you in this world. Yeah, that's pretty rough. Mm -hmm. Um, so you started off, and you did a pretty drastic revision. You cut out all the MMO elements. Yeah, cut that completely and cut most of the characters, and the ones that are remained are not the same characters anymore either. But you ended up with a better product as a result. Yeah, I think uh, that uh, what I do now is a lot better than what I was going to do. Now, how long did you uh, take to kind of... How long did this revision process go until you actually said, okay, I'm going to start making the first comic? I might not know how this all ends but I know that it's the right time to start writing and to start publishing. 
I don't know, it may have taken me about half a year or so. Uh, I started Jack of All Blades the summer after my freshman year of college, and I remember kind of thinking about this idea during my freshman year of college, so it was anywhere around then. I'm not really sure. Gotcha. Yeah, because I'm working on a new project now that's kind of a uh, spin-off comic. It, it's not a direct spin-off of Jack of All Blades, but it takes place in the same universe uh, a couple hundred years earlier, and... I've been working on the overarching like story for this probably nine months to a year now. It, it's been ongoing for a long time. Um, I finally, just like over the last two weeks, have hammered out the first uh, 22, 25 scripts in actual like, okay, this is bubbled and laid out with the text. I'm working on the penciling, and this is... This whole concept is crazy different from where I started, but I feel like because I took the time to revise it, it's definitely helped me, uh, you know, get a product that will work. At the same time, though, I know that if I don't force myself to actually start publishing something, I'm never going to get this done because I'm going to keep changing the concepts. I'm going to keep revising things in my head. Um, already, I had one strip. Uh, that I was that I had all written out, and I was just like, "Oh, that's a pretty okay joke. It it, it works. It introduces a new character. It, it's uh, kind of neat." And then I thought, "Wait, what if I made this a triple height comic?" And uh, like th this character works in the basement of a museum as a cataloger. And I was like, "Okay, so I'll just have this um, four panel wide." A uh, huge shot of the basement where he works, and it's littered with all these like neat museum pieces and whatnot that he's supposed to catalog. And then I thought, well, wait, if I make it triple height, if I put the first and second story of the museum over it, you, there's a lot of opportunities for visual gags to kind of flesh out the type of place he works in, um, which it, it's, uh, yeah, and, and so that way it just kind of adds to the world while having a whole bunch of opportunities for little... Uh, puns or little amusing things uh, that you can just toss in there. And so, yeah, it's going to come out a stronger strip on the whole, but I know that if I go back and try and triple the length of every single script I already have written, I'm going to end up never being able to draw any of this. There's just not going to be time. And so I just, uh, I need to hit the go button and start publishing and start forcing myself to move forward rather than continuously revising what I have. Um, and what I'm looking at for that, like I said, is I'm hoping to have something printed with the first story arc to hand out at Webcomics Weekend. Um, part of me thinks that this is a good idea from an advertising perspective. Part of me just knows, though, that if I have a hard print deadline that I have to meet, I will suck it up and actually draw this stuff. Whereas if I don't, I'll keep going, well, wait, what if I re revise this character model one more time? Or what if I rewrite this to make room for this extra joke? And uh, you just, you have to move forward. Um, or was this a concern for you when you were starting Jab? Were you worried, well, what if I, I, I want to keep revising, but I'm, I'm worried I might not ever get anything printed or made? No, I really, uh, at the time, I really didn't see myself ever making money on it anyways. So I figured, you know what, I got an idea, and uh, I'm ready to start, uh, let's go. Also a big thing for me too was, uh, at the very beginning, uh, one of my biggest goals with it was the first comic had to have a joke. And uh, the joke, it's very hard to write a joke for the first comic. Because uh, you can't rely on character humor or anything like that. No, there's no 
uh, you can't use the irony of things that the reader already knows. Yeah, I mean, it just has to be a joke. Like it has to work like a knock knock joke, where you just uh, come in and have the joke, and it makes sense no matter what. Such as this one, you start it up. Knock knock. Who's there? I want to start crying now. <laughs> I walked right into that. <laughs> okay. I hate you. Moving on. <laughs> but yeah, you're right. You do need a joke that uh, that is strong and stands on its own merit. That That is definitely one of the big concerns I had with my new thing. Because I'm just like, I, I, I know that I need to get this project going. But part of me is just like, man, I'd really like to just walk out into the desert for a couple days and fast and find the perfect wording and the perfect joke. But realistically, I can't afford to do that. Um, the desert's very far away. I don't have money. I need to go to work. You can get a desert in effect just uh, by using kitty litter in a large bathroom. Yeah, I guess I, I use some psychotropic drugs to like induce the fasting haze. Where I could, or you could just starve. Yeah, I could just not eat here, I guess. Yeah. I've already got started. I haven't eaten yet today, so if I just uh, keep it going for a couple more weeks, so I'll be ready to go. Um, so let's see. Yeah, but working on a new project, you know, you also have character development where you have to figure out, okay, who's going to be a major player, who's not. Um, sometimes it's really fun to just kind of write characters that are kind of open ended and pull them in. Um, for example, for example, in Jack of All Blades, we have one character who's a Harum manga artist named Wong Pong, and uh, he was never supposed to be a, a major player, um, but... He was, in fact, he was supposed to die shortly after that he was introduced into the comic strip. But we had so many ideas that we wanted to use him with. Like, once, once, once we hit that moment of ha creating this new character, it was just like, oh no, we can't just throw him away, he's too good. Um, and so, you know, there are always going to be happy accidents, but at the same time, you know... You need to know in advance who you think the main characters will be, and you need to have them fleshed out and know what the, what are their stories, what are their motivations, how do they deal with different circumstances and situations, because otherwise they won't have unique voices. Um, and if you're going to have every character have the same voice, I mean, really, you could just write this down as a story and read it out loud yourself for people. Um, I don't really know that you need a comic where everybody has the same voice. Um, let's see. So you got your story, you got your setting. Um, you know, my, my upcoming project takes place in a world with magic, which means I have to understand how the magic works. Uh, it is not a huge thing in the story, how the magic works or why the magic works or what the magic does, because most of what the magic does, frankly, is little things like... Uh, waterproofs your poncho, or, um, say, uh, what, what are some basic things technology does? Just, just really simple things, like, you might use magic to sharpen your saw, on your saw, your saw blades, or whatever, before, if you're a lumberjack. Just really basic stuff, and, because the idea is, I don't want to tell a story about crazy magic in a crazy magical world, um, I just have an idea for a story about people who run an underground newspaper and uh, setting it in a magical world kind of lets people know that this is not historical fiction, that this is not uh, a straightforward 
political statement. In fact, it, the comic wasn't really meant to be a political statement at all. And because it's about this underground newspaper where these people are fighting the government, I kept worrying every time Bush would do something that his government was going to be closer and closer to the government that I had created in my story. <laughs> and I was thinking, oh God, oh God, everyone's going to think I'm a cheap hack who's just making fun of him. Uh, and so I was really glad when Obama got elected because I, I, I was thinking, good, now it can just be a story that stands on its own and it doesn't have to be judged as this horrible, uh, I don't know, reflection on our modern times. Unless our modern times once again become <laughs> fantasy. And then, yeah, if, if, if Obama's you know, stimulus package starts uh, you know, encouraging people to use magic to waterproof their umbrellas, then, then yeah, my, my comic is going to be viewed that way. But hopefully I can avoid that bullet. Um, so you got your world, your characters, your rough plot and story. Is there anything I'm, I'm not really... Um, I guess the artistic style is, is something that you you would want to develop so you can have a consistent not style. Not on your first one. I think on your first one you really just need to jump head first in because it's going to look terrible no matter what you do. Well, on your on your first new comic, like yeah. if you've never done a comic before, but at this point yeah. I feel like I've been doing this for, what, two years now? Yeah, at and this so I need to make a conscious effort. Also, when I first started, I had never taken an art class. I, I had never taken an anatomy or drawing class. And so I feel like now... I really need, I have the tools to be able to develop a style, and I need to consciously act to not screw it up, because that's just no good. Yeah. There's no excuse for me at this point. If you are trying to get your feet wet, and you're just like, I want to tell a story, then yeah, jump in, tell the story, it'll develop your writing skills, along the way you'll pick up the drawing skills, so then for your next project, you know, you can focus on better, or increasing your graphic style or abilities. I don't know. And Yeah. Um, was graphic style anything you really thought about when you went to Jack of All Blades? Um, well, it was kind of a big jump for me because, I mean, I did the day it sewed because I could not draw people. And so Jack of All Blades is kind of just a shot in the dark to see if I actually could pull it off. Um, the answer to that is uh, ambiguous, maybe. But, um... Well, the thing is, even though the Jack of All Blades people aren't anatomically correct people... They're at least self-consistent style-wise. It's not just like... Because <laughs> I copy and paste. <laughs> but it still was better than, you know, everything just kind of looking completely different from itself. For example, like, MS Paint Adventures has a really consistent art style. And it works. It works really, really well. Um, and I feel like... If you, uh... I introduced Joe to the work of Andrew Hussey, uh, just a couple of days ago, and he's been shooting through the archive at just light speed. How many do you think you've read at this point? Oh, I'm up, I'm caught up. I've read all 1,705. <laughs> all 1,705? Yeah, I actually, um, I decided pretty much not to sleep that night and read through them all before Art woke up. <laughs> um... Yeah, we should probably, uh, you know, uh, once we finish up with this podcast, uh, figure out what the link to his site is so you guys can read it too if you're interested at home, uh, MS Paint Adventures, because it's, it's real good. It's mspaintadventures.com. It is? Okay. And what, even though it's called MS Paint Adventures, MS Paint is the style that the author chose. Uh, Andrew Hussey's actually a really competent artist, and it... Uh, he's more than competent, he's just a darn good artist. Well, that's... Okay, a really competent means darn good to me. But okay. Uh, but, well, I consider myself like a competent uh, 
walker. I don't know. I'm not great at walking, but you, I don't You took a class that. on it. I did take a class on walking. I had to improve my walking. Well, I'm glad. Get, that... get up to the, uh, you know, competency so I can meet the presidential standard for walking. Yeah, I'm, I'm His glad... opinion really means a lot to me. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, um... Okay, so MS Paint Adventures, mspaintadventures.com. The, the website, if you look at it first, you're just kind of like, oh man, anyone could have drawn that. But then when you actually start reading through the archives and you get to some of the things he either animated or, like, there are some examples of three-point perspective that are only all the more awesome because it looks like it was done in MS Paint. <laughs> like, this guy pulls off some crazy stuff, and, and I really recommend you check it out. But, uh, yeah, I mean... Your art style doesn't necessarily have to be incredibly complex, as long as it's relatively self-consistent. And I feel like with Jack of All Blades, early on, you guys pulled off kind of this char these characters. They almost kind of look like Lego people in that half their bodies are torso, half their body <laughs> is their legs, and then they've got like a big head on top. And that there's no distinction between male and female characters <laughs> except for the hair. Well, later on you fixed that. Yeah. <laughs> um, and like, you know, you, and you, you know how... You had a pretty good palette for each city, and those were things when I came on board, you know, I was trying to kind of keep track of, like, okay, you know, how do we maintain this graphic style where the cities have recognizable colors, and, you know, just kind of help the reader along. Um, but yeah, so let's see. I think that about wraps up the... I, I guess there's also things like website design, and advertising, and marketing plans. Uh, should we touch on that at all? Uh, I think we could potentially say that for another week. Um, I do have uh, one other announcement, though, that I kind of wanted to make on this. Uh, uh -oh. Are we kind of done on this topic? Yeah, I, I think we'll close that up. Okay. Uh, one thing uh, we wanted to point out is uh, since we started doing Web Comics Whenever, when it, Web Comics Weekly does an update, they have gone from one update in 13 weeks to five updates in like three weeks. Uh, correlation does not equal causation, but yeah, we totally did this for you guys. You are welcome. Yes, you are very welcome. <laughs> also, we would like to announce that even though Web Comics Weekend, you know, 300 guests, or 300 people attending, uh, you know, dozens of amazing Web Comic artists attending, uh, on the off chance that Web Comics Weekend does not happen due to weather or something crazy like that, we will be holding Web Comics Whenevercand. Because uh, we're already up there. Yeah, because we're already up there, and uh, you can come hang out with us in our hotel. Um, or at a subway. I don't know if we want them in our hotel room. Yeah, well, I mean, I meant, like, in the lobby. Or, uh, yeah. or the game room. Some hotels still have game rooms where you can, like, play Deer Hunter. and. If they have a Metal Slug cabinet, I mean, you, I won't go to Web Comics Weekend. That's where I'll be this weekend, or that weekend. Yeah, it's, it's still a couple weeks out. Okay, cool. Well, um, I think I'm about ready to call it a... Good show. All right. Uh, we got a uh, bad Geiger impression. Uh, I don't know. Some go. of these are so bad. I don't know. I, I would almost rather hold off on bad Geiger impressions until we go to Webcomics Weekend and try and get some real attempts. Because <laughs> the, ones, the ones we've received so far are, are kind of weak sauce. So if you guys want to email us your real bad Geiger impressions, please email them to webcomicswhenever at jackofallblades.com. We're going to probably be walking around with a tape recorder at Web Comics Weekend, though, so we might we might hit you there if we can. Yeah, and uh, I guess that's all for uh, this week. I guess we'll catch you next week. Or whenever.
sad part is Art really has told me that joke before. I'm just an idiot. <laughs>